to Life Lessons. We're Jen and Sherry. I'm Jen Stevens, a retired teacher of 28 years and the author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've worked in healthcare for over 26 years, and I've been an active volunteer for many organizations. We're both wives and moms, and let's face it, we're the glue that holds it all together in our homes. In our careers, we have always been problem solvers who help others. And that's what we'll be doing here, answering questions you didn't know you had, one smart solution at a time. We're always looking for ways to make our lives easier, help us be more productive, or improve our health and wellness. So let's live our best lives one day at a time, and let's have some fun along the way. Hi, everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you today, Sherry? I'm doing great. Anything new going on with you? You know, no, not really. I live a very boring life, I guess. I got a new elliptical machine. Well, well that's new, fun. It's used. Mm-hmm. Okay. I told my husband, I'm going to get this elliptical machine. It's $100. And he's like, okay. And I said, so like three years ago, I bought an exercise bike from this one brand and my legs are too long. I couldn't get it ever set up where my knees didn't hit the like control panel. Right. So I never used it because it was uncomfortable and awkward. So even though I paid like almost $600 for it, I sold it for $100 last fall because I'm just like, why is this sitting in my house? I can't use it. Well, I wanted an elliptical at the time and I didn't get it because it was like three or $400 more. My first life lesson is buy the piece of workout equipment you want because that's the one you're going to use. Right. Number two, don't buy cheap workout equipment because you're going to hate it. Yeah. (laughs) So this woman had the same elliptical that I wanted to buy originally and talked myself out of for $100 on Facebook. $100. She bought it less than two years ago. It hurt her knees. She couldn't use it. She wanted it out of her house. Same scenario I had with my bike, really, other than mine was a height issue. (laughs) So I told Eric, I'm like, it's like an even swap. Yeah. And he says, how's it an even swap? You already got rid of your bike. And I'm like, Eric is so literal. He's the most literal person in the world. I'm like, well, I mean, like, money-wise, it's an even swap. Like, Sold my bike for 100 You came out the different. You came out ahead the difference between the original yes. bike and the original elliptical. Yeah, you did. So I went and picked it up in my truck and drove it home and talk about nervous. I've got this giant upright elliptical that's held into the back of my truck. The tailgate wouldn't go up with, like, three bungee cords. Oh, gosh. And I was like in a panic the whole time I was driving home with it. And then I got home and Eric was at work and it was going to rain and I couldn't back into the garage. It was too tall. So I'm like, I've got to get this out of my truck. So I backed my truck up to the front step, which is elevated. And I was able to like kind of pull it out of the truck bed and go down like maybe five inches to the step. And I got it on the step. And there's wheels on the front of it. So if you're at the back of it, you can lift it up and kind of wheel it around. Right. But I had it going the wrong direction. I had the wheels facing the door. And there's another little step to get up the door. And I'm like, there's no way I can get this up the door. And I am like sweating and heavy breathing by this point. And Eric calls me and he's like, did you make it home? And I said, yeah, I'm trying to unload this elliptical. And he's like, what? That's stupid. Why would you do that by yourself? And I'm like, well, it's just me here and it's going to rain. And he said... I am leaving work. I'm coming home. 
And I'm like, no, 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 I got it. He's like, nope, I'm leaving work. Well, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm stubborn. (laughs) I do know this about you, Sherry. (laughs) So then it became a mission to get that in my house before Eric got home. (laughs) And I did it. Love it. (laughs) And then he got home and he was so mad. I got lectured like I was a little girl. Uh Uh-oh. He said, I cannot believe that you potentially injured yourself for a $100 elliptical machine. And what if you'd got hurt? You're like, but I didn't. And I'm like, I know, but I didn't. It's here. I did it. I did it. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Problem is my neck hurt for like Uh six days after that. But I couldn't tell him that. No. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you did it. I'm not surprised at all because we can do great things when we want to. So listeners may be thinking since if they listened to the last episode that I said we were going to be picking up the truck in eight days and moving. We're still picking up the truck in eight days because we're recording two episodes in the same day. So it may feel like a week has gone by, listeners, but in my world, it was not a week. It's still the same day. It's It's only been an hour. It's been an hour. (laughs) (laughs) So we're still moving in just over a week, and I still have a lot to do. But that's one reason why we're recording two today, because I've got a lot going on, and we thought it would be nice to double up. Anyway, are we we excited for our lesson today, our life lesson? We are. Yeah, I'm excited. Let me tell you, I had a hard time writing this one. Like, I sat at work really stalling to start it. Really? Do you ever just have a project and you're like, I don't know, I don't know, and you procrastinate? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that right now. I'm under contract for another book, and they're ready for me to start. And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not, I can't do it right now. Yeah, well, then we cleared out the ER, and we I didn't have any patients to attend to. And I was like, I've stalled long enough. I need to write this. And then when I started writing it, it flowed so well. Love and it. it was That's like how it great. works. And yeah. so, anyway... Well, let's start with our weekly good news segment. This week came from Heather. She said, I recently listened to episode 21 of your podcast. I am late to the game, but I am catching up as quickly as I can. The episode was called The Van, Meeting Our Homeless Neighbors Where They Are, and it was such an eye-opening episode. I have never really thought too much about what a homeless person needs other than food or shelter. The very next day after listening to this episode, I happened across this article. If I hadn't just listened to your podcast, I probably wouldn't have even read the article, to be honest. So thank you for bringing an awareness to my life that was lacking. The article was about a man in Seattle, Washington, who goes around the streets to camps of unsheltered people. And anybody who needs a haircut, he will give them one for free. His name is Randy Miller, and he walks around with a red folding chair and a listening ear. He carries wet wipes for those who need their hair washed before they get trimmed. He will trim beards, all while talking and listening, meeting these people where they are. When he started, his barber's cape was just a trash bag with a hole cut into it and his chair a milk crate. But now he has a real chair and a real cape. He doesn't accept money from his clients, but since word got out about what he was doing, he has received many donations. The thing about Randy that might be surprising is that he has also been homeless for 20 years himself. He understands that in order to get a job interview, you have to look presentable. He understands that when you're on the streets, coming by things like hair clippers is difficult. One day he had an epiphany and he realized that if he wanted good things to come to him, he had to do good things for others. That is when he started cutting hair. He started Be the Blessing 206. And he has an Amazon wish list where people can send him supplies so that he can continue to contribute to his community. 
And Heather sent me a link to the article, and I will put that link in show notes if you want to read the full story and learn how you can help. Wow. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Thank you so much, Heather, for sharing that. That's why I love doing this podcast so much and all the different topics because that made her interested in something she wouldn't have read. And now Mm -hmm. somebody's going to go in there, some listener, and help be the blessing 206 on Amazon because of that. That's wonderful. So listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Can I give a shout out to two amazing companies? Yeah. (laughs) When I was at the beach last weekend getting some things together, we had some trash that needed to be hauled off Uh out of the attic of our new house because it's a long story, but... 20 years worth of stuff had been crammed in that attic. And I thought Will and I were going to be able to do it. We couldn't do it. (laughs) So it was way too much stuff up on the third floor. So I found a company called Junk Kings of Myrtle Beach. They were at my house in an hour and a half after I called them on a Saturday morning. They hauled away an entire dumpster worth of stuff that they brought down. And I was going to say, they did all the work. They did all the work. You just said, take all that away. Yeah, yeah. An hour and a half from when I called them, there they were. Wow. So that was like the best customer service ever. And also, I was looking at furniture later that same day, and we have the big great room. And the sofa I bought from the people that had been there before us in the house is perfect for the space, but we needed like somewhere to, like an entertainment center or somewhere to put the TV kind of a thing. And I was at this furniture store that I've bought furniture from before called Owl's Nest. It's in Surfside Beach. And I was like, I think this is going to fit in my space, but I'm not really sure. When could you deliver it? We're only going to be here till Monday. This was Saturday. And they're like, well, you know, it would have to be, you know, next week sometime or when you come back. And the guy's like, we could bring it now, right now. I'm like, what? So I ran. It was like a a mile from our our new (laughs) place. And I measured the wall and it was exactly, there's like six inches on each side. Yeah, it's, when it's you like sent me was, a picture, I was like, I don't know if that's going to fit. But it's it like it was made fit. for the place. Yeah. Like I measured it and I called him like, it's a go. So one hour after I was in that furniture store. They dropped it off. It was there. They brought it up the stairs and cheerfully and dropped it off. And so great customer service twice in one day from Owl's Nest Furniture and also from the Junk Kings. So. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So before we get to the life lesson of the week, I want to take a minute to tell you about one of the companies that makes it possible for us to bring you the podcast. And today I'm going to talk about Beauty Counter. You know, when I wrote Cleanish, I already knew a lot of stuff or I thought I did, but I realized there was even more to the beauty industry than I knew. And that really the whole beauty industry is kind of broken and, you know, the chemicals that are in there and, endocrine disruptors and all the different things that are that are in our products, fragrance. We don't even know what that is. And the more I learned, the more I knew that what I used in my body mattered and that I had been the victim of greenwashing and not even realized it. But the thing is, is that I really don't have time to read labels on every product or memorize all the chemicals that are safe and the ones that are dangerous because you can't tell just by reading them. Right. So it can be confusing. And that's why I rely on Beauty Counter. Because they've done all the work for me, and I can be confident that every product I buy is safe for me and for the environment. 
Um, they first launched in 2013, and ever since then, they've focused on creating the gold standard for safety in the personal care industry. They have a, a list um, of more than 1,800 questionable ingredients that they will never allow in their formulations, um, but they're used all over the place in, in products. But Beauty Counter has the never list. These will never be in any of their products. And they have an ever-evolving toolbox of clean and more sustainable ingredients that have been screened by their safety and sustainability experts to create formulas that deliver the results we're looking for, but safely. Can I jump in real quick? Yeah. I have a lot of people in the Facebook group when somebody will be like, I need a clean face wash or whatever. And the people will make a recommendation and somebody else will come by and say, that's not a clean product. And they said, my dermatologist told me to use it. Right. Just because a doctor recommends a product doesn't mean that it's free from toxins and endocrine disruptors and yeah. stuff that your body can store forever. It's true. There's a great app. Of course, we talk about the Environmental Working Group app, and I talk about that in Cleanish, EWG. And you can download it for free, and it it lets you check things. That's where I found out that I was being greenwashed, and products I thought were good were really not. But there's another one. Our friend Michelle that, that we know uh -huh. from Nashville, yes. she told me about an app called Switch Naturals, I think is the name of it. Okay. And I, I don't know her. She doesn't – the person – I mean, the person who created the app. We, we don't, I don't know her. She doesn't know me. But you pay for the app one time, I think. You buy it. And then it lets you scan the ingredients list of any product. Oh, nice. And then it like, from the ingredients list, it'll tell you what's in there. So that's another way of checking a product besides just the environmental working group. But see, the thing about Beauty Counter is you don't have to check them. Right. Because they've done the work for you. And so, you know, I'm I'm not lazy. I'm efficient, right? I just, right. <laughs> and so I don't even have to worry about it. I just get Beauty Counter. So I switched over everything to Beauty Counter, my shampoo, my conditioner, my lotion, my makeup. And if you would like to try them, it's a great idea to become a Band of Beauty member. Um, I like to think of it as like Amazon Prime for skincare. But when you go to the menu and select join and then choose become a member, it's $29 a year. And for that, you get free shipping on qualifying orders over $100. You get 10% product credit on your order to use for a future order. You get a welcome gift. There are member-exclusive offers. So... You know, the best part is it will pay for itself with your first order. So to find out more, go to beautycounter.com slash Jen Stevens to shop with me. And don't forget to be a band of beauty member. And now it's time for our life lesson of the week. So this week, we are going to talk about how one choice can have a profound enough effect to change your life. Some call it fate. Some call it chance. I've heard it called serendipity. My husband says it's divine intervention. So no matter what you call it or whatever you believe it to be, I think these things probably happen more often than most people even notice. We live busy lives and sometimes we don't even think about how one tiny little change or choice can have huge impacts and we may not even recognize the significance until later. So on September 11th, 2001, you guys know that was the day of the Twin Tower, I don't know what you want to call it. Terrorist attack. attack. Yes. Yeah. A man named Joseph Lott survived one of the deadliest days in U.S. history, all because he wore the wrong shirt. You see, he had a love for artistic ties that had like paintings on them. And that morning he put on a Monet painting tie that a colleague had brought him the week before. 
He was scheduled to make a presentation at Windows on the World, a restaurant on the 104th floor of the North Tower that day. But at breakfast, his colleague, who bought him the tie, told him that he could not wear his red and blue Monet painting tie with the green shirt he had on. So as his colleagues headed to Windows on the World, he went back to his hotel room to iron his white shirt. A few minutes later, as he was waiting for the elevator that would take him to the lobby and on to the Twin Towers, he felt an explosion that rocked the building. He escaped that day uninjured, all because he wore the wrong shirt. Wow. You know, there's all sorts of stories like that about 9-11. Yeah, there really are. There really are. So I had something that happened to me a few weeks ago, and it really shook me to my core. And a few hours later, we were doing the Life Lessons VIP community monthly video chat, and I was still kind of shaken up by it, and I shared what happened. And one of the members suggested using it as a topic for this podcast. So I posed a question to the Life Lessons community, asking them to share any events in their life that stuck with them, where they perhaps escaped death, had a chance meeting, met the love of their life as a result of a last-minute decision. So that kind of leads us to today, and I will share what happened to me. So I was headed to Walmart to make a return, and it was a a baby gate, and I needed a taller one. So I put it in the box and just threw it in the back of my truck, didn't think anything of it. No, I don't have a baby. This is for the puppies. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So as I was leaving the house, for some reason... I I had flip-flops on, which is my norm. For some reason, I went and I put running shoes on. I never wear running shoes. As I was driving down the interstate, the box went flying out of the back of my truck. So I pulled over, stopped on the side of the road, because my first thought was, I can't return the gate without the box. The gate stayed in the truck. The box flew away. Well, I took off running down the interstate to go get that box. And I don't know if you know this or not, but you can't stop on a dime when you're going 70 miles per hour. I misjudged how far away the box was. And so I had to run quite a ways back to get the box. And after I got a little bit from my truck, I realized I left my truck running. So then my concern was, oh my gosh, if somebody sees my truck running, they could pull over, jump in my truck and steal it. So even though I am not a runner, I ran all the way back to where the box was, picked the box up, ran back, and jumped in my truck. And as I was reaching over to get the seatbelt, I happened to look in my side mirror, and I noticed a Suburban just barreling down the shoulder of the road, like where I had just been. And because I left my truck running, I was able just to throw it and drive, and I just gunned it off of the road and into the grass. And that Suburban went flying right next to me where I had just been parked. And I mean, I literally was just like, I almost died. That, that wow. was my first thought was like, I just almost died. Had I done one thing different, worn flip-flops, I wouldn't have been running. Had I not left my truck on, I may not have been in such an urgent rush to get back to my truck. Like if I had made one choice different that day, I probably would not be here recording this podcast today. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I got to Walmart. At that point, I was like, I got to get off this interstate. So I got to Walmart. I just sat there and had to kind of decompress for a little bit because I realized, you know, what a monumental, like, life-changing moment that could have been. Have you ever had anything happen like that? Well, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head because I was trying to think of one and and I couldn't. I mean, I know it's like a million little things, though, that change your life and you don't even think back to them. And you may not even know at the time. Exactly. Right. That's the thing. You don't know that that one little thing you did saved you from 
you know, mm-hmm. something terrible happening to you that you're not even sure about. I mean, I just think about like, for example, meeting Chad. Right. And I was home for the summer. I had just graduated from college and didn't have a teaching job yet. But you know, it was summer. Of course, you're not going to have a teaching job over the summer. But I started working at a, at a restaurant in town. You know, when you work at a restaurant, you're, you make tips. And I was used to making, you know, 15% tips or more uh, where I'd worked before. This restaurant, though, people didn't tip very well. Like right. the, the bill would be like 100 bucks, and they would leave $2 or something. Oh. And so I was like, I, I can't work at this restaurant. And so – I've never quit a job in my life, just, <laughs> but I quit this one. I'm like, I, I can't work at this restaurant and work so hard. It was a seafood restaurant. Right. Um, it was called Corky Bells, if anyone has mm. been in Augusta for decades. It was it was like a, a seafood restaurant, all you could eat kind of place. But people didn't tip very well at Corky Bells. So I quit. And I was, you know, at my dad's and my, the neighbor next door, the neighbor, um, their daughter, she and I were a similar age and I was telling her about, I was like, well, I got to find another job now because, you know, I had this job and I quit. She's like, oh, you should go down here to at the Levy restaurant. They, you know, it's a great, it's new. It just opened recently. You should try it. It's right on the river. And it's actually was a whole lot closer to my dad's than the other place had been. Well, I'm like, all right, I'll go down there and I'll apply and see what happens and got the job. And that's where Chad worked. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember when we recorded our like love stories episode. Oh, did I tell that then? Well, you said you'd met him then, but I said then, like, if one thing had been different. Yeah. You okay, maybe have that's why it's stuck in my mind. I didn't remember if I told that. But but it's true. You know, if if one thing if, if and I then had, your whole life would have been different. My whole life would have been different. I mean it, it would have and you know, you can go back and think, what if I'd made a different choice? But then I wouldn't have Cal and Will and I wouldn't have had I mean right. it it, it is what it is. So We posed the following question to our community. Have you had an experience where a few seconds or minutes could have or did change the trajectory of your life? If so, tell us about it. And several people wrote us and told us their stories. I love it. And all right, so I'm going to start with Susan's story. She says, my ex-husband and still good friend traveled to Luna Juana, Peru. Um, is that how you would say that? You did a better job than all I would right, have done. All right, Luna Juana, Peru. We lived in Lima at the time for Easter weekend. The couple we traveled with asked us to join them on Saturday night. We considered it, but decided to stay in the hotel that evening. The couple rolled their car down a cliff that night. Had we gone we would have been in their car with them. I have actually had a series of tragedies on Easter weekends. One year, I was involved in a fatality accident, which killed a girl crossing a dark highway at night on Easter. Because of these incidents, I will no longer do any traveling on Easter weekend. I stay safely at home and ask my loved ones to also stay safe. It sounds ridiculous, but I feel like Easter is out to get me. I can see that. Well, you know, once you've had a few bad experiences, right. you're like, all right, not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, can, I just can't even imagine, you know, finding out that news about their friend. and I know. And that you were supposed to be with them. Of course, you're devastated, but then relieved. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of emotion to deal with. Absolutely. So Christine from Arizona shared, she wrote, I want to share with you a moment that happened almost five years ago that shook me to my core. I ran into the post office in the middle of my workday and had to wait for the lady in front of me to pull the package out of her box so that I could get to mine. I was politely waiting but feeling impatient as I felt she was taking forever to step out of the way. She stood there just rubbing the box, not moving. 
She realized I was standing behind her and she turned to me and apologized and said, I'm so sorry. It's just that I wasn't expecting them today. These are my son's ashes. I'm going to (laughs) cry. She said, I literally felt the breath leave my body. We stood in the middle of that post office, two perfect strangers and held each other and cried. On the eve of my 50th birthday and Mother's Day that Sunday, I firmly believe that our paths were meant to collide. I immediately recognized that I was meant to share in that moment for two reasons. One, to provide what little comfort I could to her in that moment. And two, the universe was telling me to slow down, be more patient, as you truly never know what others are going through. To this day, when I find myself getting impatient or upset, I often think of her, take a deep breath and let it go. This was a sad, sobering wake-up call. Be kind and be patient as you never know what others are going through and love, love, love those you hold dear. Oh, that, yeah, that is powerful. That was a hard one. That was. I should have given you that one to read. (laughs) I don't know if I could have done it, Sherry. I used to cry at those Kleenex commercials. You know, the one where the, like, meet your baby boy. And it's like the sailor and she's holding up the baby and everybody's crying. I'm crying because I'm watching it. Anyway, yeah. What a great story. You just never know. That's exactly right. Be patient with the people in front of you in line or wherever you are. And you just don't know what what's going on. All right. Here's a story from Tina. Tina says, years ago, my kindergarten son and I picked up my daughter at the babysitter. I was becoming very annoyed because she wouldn't quit talking and we had an hour drive home. After we finally left... About two miles away, there was a bad wreck and someone died. If my babysitter hadn't been so chatty, that could have been my family involved in the wreck. As we were stopped because of the wreck, I immediately started praising God because I knew he had saved my family. Yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly it, Sherry. You know, if something could be happening and you don't even know that it's saving your life later. Right. You just don't know. And you're all irritated because you can't find your keys or whatever. and. Yep. Yep. Julie wrote, I was in my car at the T point of an intersection stopped at a red light. After being stopped for a moment, I heard sirens and saw a high speed chase coming my way. And I realized that the cars were on their way down the hill towards me and they would T-bone my car. Because of the traffic in front of me, I couldn't move and they had no other path out. They would be able to stop in time to avoid me, but that car being chased was not going to stop. I closed my eyes, and when I heard the crash, I saw that the car being pursued had lost control and crashed into a wall just before the intersection. It took me a moment to realize that fate had intervened. There was a bus stopped in the lane next to me, and the driver motioned for me to put down my window, and he asked if I were okay to drive. When he asked me that, I realized how close it really was. I'll never forget that as I drove away, Elton John's song, Someone Saved My Life Tonight, started playing on the radio. I smiled and said, thank you, mom. Oh, she had a guardian angel. Yeah. Wow. All right. Jody shares, when I was in college, I was the president of the RAs and I was asked to meet with all the dorm directors and have them tell the students that an educational performing group was coming to town and they needed host homes. They could even stay in a dorm room. I did my duty. I shared the information, but I didn't host. I was walking to a class when I was stopped by my dean to see how the group was doing and if they needed a student representative to stop in to check on the rehearsal. I rolled my eyes, made tons of excuses, but decided to go to the performing arts hall to check in. 
Within 60 seconds, I knew my life was about to change. I saw 100 students ages 17 to 25 from all over the world working together, rehearsing for a two-hour production later that night. I wasn't a performer, but I was pulled to learn more, and before I knew it, I was in an interview to travel the next year. I got accepted and spent the next year traveling with 120 people from 15 different countries. It was life-changing, living with host families, traveling the world, doing community service work, and yes, even being in the show. I ended up working for them for several years and relocating to Colorado with them where I met my husband. 32 years later, I can still say this was the most life-changing experience of my life. Had I not said yes to checking in on them, I would not have experienced life all around the world. I have a greater understanding for other cultures, a bigger appreciation for diversity, and a skill set to make things happen in my own community because of all I learned with this educational group called Up With People. I wasn't sure how at the time, but within seconds, I knew that I was in the right place at the right time. I think you do. It just clicked. You know? I mean, I don't know, that's a lot more powerful story, but like when you're looking for a house and you walk in and you know it's the right one. Yeah. When you walk through the door, it's it's a feeling. She walked into that room. She didn't know anything about it, but she was like, these are my people. Yeah. And she almost had a negative attitude about it when she walked in. Yet in 60 seconds, something flipped. I just thought of a life-changing moment and it's you with the, with my new house. Yeah. You know, because I was really down and out about not finding anything. And it was the day before I was about to go home. And I was supposed to look at a couple things that I didn't really want to go see. But there was nothing else to look at. There were no houses. Right. That would even come close. And we had just lost out on one. And I was like, none of these are good, but I'm going to go. And then at like 630 in the morning, I wake up. (laughs) Or probably earlier than that. It was really early. And I had a message from Sherry. And it was like, what about this one? (laughs) And I just happened to be there and it was just the right house. And I walked in the door and it was, I knew By that I was you home. made an offer. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And the realtor was like, because <laughs> I text her immediately. And I didn't even think she was awake, but I was like, I'm just going to text. <laughs> I mean, you, you could text people right. at any time. They look at it when they wake up. But she's like, who is this nut? Texting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so see, that was a moment that changed my life, Sherry. And it was you. Well, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so give Sherry a lesson. What is an RA? Oh, it's a resident assistant or something that lives in okay. a dorm. R- the RA, I think it's a resident assistant. Yeah, okay. Like a yeah. dorm yeah. monitor well, person. Well, they're students. They're not yeah. like, they're not older. They just right. live in the dorm with you and like, will write you up if you're drinking underage. Don't yeah. ask me how I know. I went to summer camp at a college and we stayed in the dorm. So we had dorm moms. Okay. So kind of the same job, but they were students. Yeah, exactly. I assume they get, they get like discounted rent for doing something. that or something. Yeah, they definitely yeah. get something. I okay. can't remember well, what. Well, thank you for telling me that. So Iwana wrote, missing a bus on my way to work changed my whole life's trajectory. I'm Polish. I was born and grew up in Poland. In the mid-90s, I was working in a city about 30 kilometers or 20 miles from my hometown, and I had to take a bus to get there. One morning, I missed it by maybe a minute. I saw it driving away as I was running to the bus station. The next one was not for another hour or so. So I decided to go and catch a ride on the side of the road as we normally did back then. 
there were a couple of other people already trying to do the same on the same strip of the road. I stuck my arm out with the hitchhiker sign, and just a couple of minutes later, a car stopped for me, even though there were others there too. It was a two-seater, so only room for one passenger. I got in, and we struck up a conversation. He was in his 60s, and he had a son my age. I was in my early 20s. At the end, we exchanged phone numbers, home phone numbers, because there were no cell phones back then and definitely not in Poland, and we went our separate ways. Long story short, a couple of weeks later, his friend, who was a ballet teacher in Paris, France, was looking for a Polish-speaking nanny, and he thought I would be a great candidate. So a month later, I was living in Paris. A year later, that family moved to Chicago and took me with them as a nanny. I lived in Chicago for nine years and then moved to Milwaukee, met my now husband, and the rest is history. So, missing my bus to work completely changed the trajectory of my life. I didn't realize at the time how significant missing that bus was. Only when I moved to Paris did I think of it as such. Yeah, I bet we all have so many moments like that in our lives. We don't recognize them at the time as changing your life. Uh huh. But then they did. Yeah. We just need to notice them. I think they're either so major, like my situation. Right. That you were just like, oh, my gosh. Like your life flashed in front yes. of your eyes. Or they're just like subtle things that happen. And it may be later that you're like, wow, if I hadn't done that, this wouldn't have happened. Well, it's like that day I was in that tornado. You've heard me tell that oh, story. Yes. Driving down the interstate and I was in the tornado. And the tornado, I mean, it isn't anything I did. But the tornado lifted up. You can see, I mean, it was a tornado that did a lot of destruction, but you could see the path of it on the news where they they traced it and it lifted up literally as it went over the interstate. That's where it lifted up and it went right over me. Yeah. And because I saw, I mean, I was under the tornado. I knew I was under the tornado. But, (laughs) you know, if that tornado had not lifted up right there, it it just lifted up. But it, it showed the whole path, how it went through Aiken County. I was like... Coming from Columbia, I was in Aiken County, that part of I-20, but it just it just went right to the interstate. It went, whoop. it was the scariest wow. moment of my yeah. life. But, I mean, it isn't anything I did. I just kept driving, <laughs> just right. driving, driving, driving. But the, the right. tornado did something, that's for sure. <laughs> All right. So here is a story from Chelsea. She says, one day after meeting for lunch, my husband went home and I stopped by the grocery store for one item. It was a very quick trip for frozen spinach while I was pregnant. I was in and out of the store in less than five minutes because of the time of day and self-checkout. When I got back to my car, it wouldn't crank. I called my husband and he turned around to come help me, only to realize there was a huge accident that was blocking both sides of four lanes with nearly a dozen cars involved because the crash had sent cars across the median into oncoming traffic as well. This had just happened, and there were no responders there yet. My husband had to detour to come to me. When he got there 15 minutes later, my car cranked immediately. We both agreed that I could have very well been coming through when that accident happened. We felt immediately that someone intervened to keep me away from that accident. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. We're so glad that happened, Chelsea. I know. Yeah, and especially that the car wouldn't start, yeah. and then it started. Have you? Have I mentioned the the book Godwinks before? Uh huh. We've talked yeah, about it on the I show. I thought I had. Yeah, we in fact we talked about doing a whole episode of Godwinks. Uh, that's kind of what these are. Yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't realize it at the time. Yeah. So Caroline, she wrote, "I was walking my six year old to school just like every morning. 
And on our way, a neighbor in front of mine drove by and stopped just to say, hi, and how are you? It took less than 10 seconds, and then I started walking again. My daughter was about 10 feet behind me. At the street corner, I turned left on the sidewalk in the direction of the school, just like we did every morning. But my kid was distracted and she didn't follow me. She just kept going straight and didn't stop at the stop sign, but walked into the street. Because cars were parked on the street, oncoming vehicles could not see her until the very last moment. I turned around just in time to see a speeding car passing right in front of her, like six inches from her. The car literally ran a few inches in front of her toes. That few seconds we stopped to say hello to my neighbor is what kept my kid from being right in front of that car instead of just a few inches beside it. I shook for days following this incident. I just felt so lucky that nothing had happened to my daughter. And to this day, eight years later, I still shake just thinking about this. Wow. Yeah, that Thank would be you, so neighbor. scary. Yeah, exactly. All right. Tiffany shares, there have been several times in life things like this have happened But recently, I was frantically searching for my glasses, finally found them and left the house. A few blocks from our street, a car was in a person's yard. If not for being unable to find my glasses, me and my son would have been right in the way of the car swerving off the road. We could have possibly been hit. I know God guides our steps and sometimes it's frustrating because we we can't understand why some things just disappear only to make us late. I think we should think of each of these instances as a second chance. It could have been worse than simply being late. Yep. Yep. So Pachita in Canada shared, One time when I was 23, I went out drinking, and I woke up with the world's worst hangover. Days later, I still had a debilitating headache, and I was super confused and slurring, and my vision was all messed up, so I booked a doctor's appointment. But I showed up on the wrong day. There was nobody in the office except for the receptionist. I had really struggled to get there, and I started to cry when she told me nobody could see me. She ran after me, and she said she would ask a neurologist on the same floor if he could see me. But he told her no. I was getting on the elevator crying when she ran after me to say that he was eating his lunch, but he said if I didn't mind if he kept eating, he would see me. So he did, and he booked me a CT scan that couldn't happen until about six months later. When I got home, there was a message on my answering machine from the neurologist telling me that I should go to the hospital for a CT immediately. He just had a bad feeling, and he changed his mind about having me wait. It turns out I was having a brain hemorrhage, and I was admitted that day. I am so glad that I went to the doctor on the wrong day Or my general practitioner might have just sent me away with more pain meds instead of finding my hemorrhagic brain bleed. It turns out that I had a hemangioma, which is a type of blood vessel defect. It's called a CVA or a CVM. And I was born with it and didn't know until then. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And I know Pacina, she's actually been to been here to my house in Augusta. Yes, I'm so glad they found her brain bleed. I am too, because I love Pacina. She's an amazing friend. She's she's a great friend. Yeah, that's, wow. Just from being there at the wrong day. Yeah. All right, we have two short stories from JJ. First of all, one time when I was working as a firefighter, we were in a fire and lost water pressure. We backed out of the building and had just gotten out when the building collapsed right where we had been seconds earlier. Yeah, that's got to be scary. They that always no happens on TV. Why they lost water pressure. No. 
But that's like that's like a TV episode. Yeah, I always watch. I watch nine one one. Do you ever watch that? No, I really like it. There's like two of them. There's one in Texas and then one in L.A. And I like they come on the same night, and I'll be watching the one from Texas. And are they real? No, no, oh. no. It's like Rob Lowe is in the one from Texas. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's not <laughs> like the dad from Parenthood is okay. On the one, you know. I anyway. watched Station Nineteen. I love so Station I would, Nineteen too. So okay, same I kind of like thing. It. But okay, nine one one. It's it focuses on the call center and they're going out and you know. All right. <laughs> but Chad will like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "It's nine one one." Then like later he'll be like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "It's another nine one one." All right. JJ also shares another time I was putting a power pole up. We had just walked away to talk to a farmer whose property we were on when a car wrecked right into the pole that we had just been working on. Had we not walked away, we would have been hit. That reminds me. I told you the story about the car that wrecked in front of me when I was a teenager, right? I think I told that. What? I thought I I told that on this. I, I don't know who I told that to. That's a similar kind of a thing. When I was in high school, uh, we lived way in the mountains of Virginia, like super duper oh, mountains. Oh, you did tell me this. Yeah, and the, uh, the bus making, had to let me off. Turn. Yes. yes, the bus had yes. to let me off up the uh-huh. road, and I, then I had to walk because my driveway was on a hairpin turn. And anybody who's ever grown up in the mountains knows what a hairpin turn is. Yes, but the bus let me off, and I'm walking towards my driveway, and this this truck didn't make the turn and flew into the air right at my driveway and wrecked right into these trees and everything. And if I had been one minute Earlier. sooner, it would have hit me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. You were probably dawdling and talking on the bus as you were getting off. Probably. That sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like, you know me. <laughs> But, you know, we just don't know how many of that moments, those moments there are. So we just need to to just be appreciative for everything because you don't know if that's saving your life. Yeah. Well, and I think there was a good lesson that a couple of people sort of shared was that, you know, when you're frustrated because things aren't going the way you want them to go, there may be a reason why things aren't going exactly. the way you want them to go. And yeah. you just don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. That's so. exactly true. And so, you know, something better or something, something's going to come along. So. Right. Well, that was a lot of fun. That was fun. To hear those and emotional. Yeah. Before we get to the listener-led lesson of the week, we want to take a minute to invite you to our Life Lessons VIP community on Circle. Uh, not only can you interact with Jen and me in a private online community, you can also connect with other listeners and community members. I am hosting a monthly Zoom hangouts where we connect and talk. Somebody said it was like the Brady Bunch last time because we yeah, were all in you're our on squares. Zoom and there's all the, <laughs> I know, Zoom is funny like that. So it's a lot of fun. We just hang out and talk about whatever people want to talk about. And last time we just really got to know each other. We have another monthly uh, hangout next next week. But by and the time you're listening, that one will have passed. It'll be over. Yeah, but we're going to meet we some have new one people. in June. Yeah, we'll be having our one in June, so you can sign up to take part in that. They usually happen towards the mid mid to end of the month. And it's just it's been a lot of fun getting to know our community and it helps support the podcast. We cannot do it without your support. And this is how we chose to do it rather than using a platform like Patreon where you don't get to connect with us. So from there, um, go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP. Choose your monthly membership contribution of $4.99 or $9.99. 
you don't get anything different from either contribution level. It's just, we want you to choose a tier that feels right to you. If you get value from the podcast each week and you really want to use the community to connect, you know, we would hope you would choose the $9.99 package, but any, any bit helps. So we're just happy to have you there and joining us. Anyway, again, just go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP, and we hope to see you in the community soon. Awesome. So now it's time for our listener-led lesson. It might be a life hack, a book recommendation, a special recipe, a kitchen tip, or anything along those lines. And today's listener-led lesson comes from Carol in Oregon. She says, I have been practicing intermittent fasting for about a year. I am the ultimate turtle. More of a snail, really, in terms of weight loss. I'm still 240 pounds today, but I love the lifestyle for controlling my pre-diabetes, and I love the energy. I grew up in San Diego, California, and I have always loved the ocean. I was the kid that swam out beyond the waves and would float around. I didn't know anyone who surfed, but I always wanted to learn. Two days ago, at the age of 62, I went to the ocean with my 20-something classmates from my surfing class at my local community college. I know I don't have the strength to stand up, got to work on those abs, but I was out there catching waves and riding them in on top of the surfboard. It was amazing and so empowering. I'm using it as motivation to get more fit so I can continue to learn to surf. My lesson is don't wait. Don't delay those things you've wanted to do all your life. Do them now and never give up. There is no time like the present. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to do some things at the beach that I've never done before. I'm very excited. Yeah? Yeah. I think I want to take golf lessons. Okay. Let me know how that goes. There's so much golfing down there. Oh, I know. There's a golf course like right across the main road from you, right? There is. Yeah. Yeah, Right there. And um, I think it's owned by the same developer. Because the like the real estate company that sells in our community also manages that one. Okay. So I, I think it's the same. I mean, it's not like officially our community, but it's the same developer. Oh, is it a golf community? Mm, I don't just know if a it's course. a community. Well, they they do have you can buy like townhouses in it. Oh, you can. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, I couldn't tell. There must not have been anything for sellovers there. Maybe not. Because I don't know. when I looked, I could see there was a golf course, but I didn't see houses for sale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, the market's really tight down there. Yeah. Things are just coming yeah. to the market, and there they go, which is why, like I said, that if you hadn't sent me that listing it, in yeah. the middle of the night because you were working, yep. you found it, right? I yeah. was. See, there's yeah. benefits to being a night owl. There you go. I got <laughs> in that house, and I told the realtor, I was like, don't let me lose this one. <laughs> She's like, I promise I won't. <laughs> well, Carol, I think you're amazing. 62 I and learning too. to surf. Yep. Yeah. I love it. I love it too. I'm not going to learn to surf, but I will kayak. We'll do that next time I see you. Yep. Yeah. I think the so surfing's fun. not as good in, on the Atlantic side. I don't think it is either. I mean, people I mean, are I out there know. surfing. I'm not but a surfing expert, but. No. I don't see. I mean, they, there are people that surf up there by Myrtle Beach, but there are. But I think the I don't think the waves are surfing. like. Yeah, I think so too. Yep. All right. At the end of each show, we share a motivational quote from a listener. One of my favorite parts of the show. And today's quote comes from Debbie. The quote is: "Your peace is more important than driving yourself crazy trying to understand why something happened the way it did. Let it go." Debbie wrote, I'm not sure who this quote comes from, 
but this is something I am guilty of doing for sure, but working on. And, you know, I didn't even realize when I chose this quote for today's show, it really kind of went with the show topic. Yeah, it really does. See, serendipity, that's in the name of the show. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it really is true. You know, we're so used to, we're in the DVR TV world. We want to like rewind and go back, but you can't do that in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't go back and marinate over a past choice. Right. You know, it's the same, you know, don't cry over spilt milk, right? Right. That's already happened. It happened. So instead of going back and second guessing the decision and what could we have done differently and how should, no, it's already done. There's no DVR on life. Yeah. It's kind of like what Skylee said on our last week's episode where she said you have to be willing to pivot. So maybe something happened. It wasn't what you wanted to happen, but now you have to regroup and move forward. Yep. And whatever happened is what already has happened. So second guessing it and, you know, as Debbie said, driving yourself crazy, trying to understand why. I mean, you can certainly take a lesson from something. I'm not saying that that's, there's a lot of value into that. Like we've learned a lot of things over this house buying process. Can I share? This is like a hack for buying a house. You want to know what it is? Because we got time. We're a little early today with Mm -hmm. our time. House buying hack. And this actually is Chad's idea. So I'm going to share it. It's his idea. And it actually, I think, is brilliant. When you're buying a house and you want a house, deal with the listing agent. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm telling you what, you know, I'm the kind of person, I love relationships. So I like to have a realtor and that is our realtor. And that realtor shows us all around and shows us everything. And we're working with that one realtor. And that's all well and good if you're not in a market that's crazy and hot. But, you know, you remember that very first, when we were trying to buy that lake house, it was maybe in 2020, it was before we bought the beach house. If we had bought the lake house, we would not have bought the beach house, but Chad wanted a lake house. I'm like, well, you know, I want Chad to get what he wants. We're going to, we made an offer on this lake house and we got outbid. And actually we didn't get outbid. The people who ended up buying it, you probably remember this story. They knew the realtor or something. But that they were, they were working with the listing agent. We were not. And it were, there were multiple offers and you know, we had an escalation clause in our contract that said we will beat the highest offer by X number of thousands of dollars up into this cap. Mm-hmm. So we would assume that they sold it for more than our cap. No, they sold it for less. Our bid was higher than the one they took. And from that day, we were convinced that it was because the the buyers were working with the listing agent. Well, I can see the benefit in just that you are – there's no middleman. Right. You're not taking your offer to somebody who's then having to write it up and yes. send it to Relay this person it back and who forth. then has to send it to yep. the seller. Yep. It takes a lot of time. That's a lot of steps. Yep. You can lose yep. a lot of information and in translation. Absolutely. Going straight to the source. So even you know, forgetting about whether the, the listing agent had a, a motive for, for selling it to the, the buyer they were also working with, forget about all that. It still it makes the process easier. So Chad is like, from now on, we should buy only from the listing agent. And so we were down at the beach working with an agent, not the listing agent. We, we called the listing agent to look at one of his properties, but he's like, let me show you something else. We're like, okay. Well, that was the house we didn't get at the beach. You know that uh-huh. story. It was a right. house that we liked. It was on a creek and we made an offer. We didn't get it. And then Chad's like, see, we weren't dealing with the listing agent. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> but for the, the house that we did end up getting, 
I called the listing agent straight away. And it was so much easier dealing with the seller. Right. Because I could ask her and she knew him. And so it wasn't right. like, like you said, like a game of telephone going through the middleman. Exactly. And it was a very, very easy transaction. And and I got the information we needed at, at, at all the time. And the people that are buying our house here in Augusta, she's actually a realtor in the same office where my realtor works. Oh, okay. So again, there's no, no we're not dealing with two realtor right. middleman. It's all going through the same, right. the same realtor. So I know realtors, if you're listening to this, you're going to be like, absolutely. That is bad advice, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> you need someone to represent you. But you know, Agents can be dual represent. They can do dual representation. And the listing agent always represents the seller officially. But if they do dual representation, they're not going to like do you dirty. Right. They're not going to. So it actually, I think, helped us to get to get this house. So just an FYI, and something to think really about. And you really loved that house that you lost out on. We did. We but really did. do you did. feel like it's all worked out? Oh, for me, yes. For, for Chad, yes. no. <laughs> Yeah. He would have been happier in the one we lost. You're really going to love this neighborhood. Yes. Even, though. Yeah. 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 But I really think that from now on, I think he's right. I think dealing with the listing agent just saves you a lot of steps. And I do think you might be more likely to, to get the house. Right. I don't know. Well, <laughs> we you know, see. they're motivated to get the deal closed. They are. And, and, you know, they are going to get both sides of the commission. Right. If they're dealing with both the seller and the buyer. Right. So not that a realtor would do something unethical, like I'm saying, but it just, you know, that's, that's just, it doesn't hurt. Right. <laughs> Communication yeah. is so much easier. Yeah, I anyway. Agree. I think it would be. So there's my, my life hack. But again, like I said, any realtor who's listening is probably screaming at the, because <laughs> <laughs> the realtor that had helped was helping us when we lost the house, the one that, that did, didn't get us the house. I, he's like, is there anything else I can show you? I'm like, well, we've decided we are only going to work with listing agents from now on. Because mm-hmm. and, and he tried to talk me out of it. Right. So All anyway. Right. All right. Well, um, listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. Join us in the new Life Lessons VIP community. If you're not already there, go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP to be a VIP podcast supporter for either $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Your support ensures that we can keep bringing you episodes of the Life Lessons podcast each week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It just pops up right there in your app every week. You don't have to do anything. It automatically downloads. We would also love for you to leave a review so that we can reach others. Please leave us reviews. And I'm going to tell you right now, we got two last week. They bring me so much joy. Yeah, only if they're five-star, though. I love to read. If you leave us a one-star review, we will cry. <laughs> Please don't leave us a one-star Just review. don't listen if you don't like it. Move on. <laughs> but if you love what we're doing, take a minute and leave a review. It really does help us reach other listeners because people want to know what other people are listening to. It's I mean, true. you don't buy stuff on Amazon without checking the reviews, right? Right. So, but, and I, but I just, I love to read the reviews. They, I do not read the reviews. Heartwarming. And when they're, they are really, when they make me really happy, I screenshot them. I make Jen read them. That's right. I'll read the ones that <laughs> Sherry sends me. So I filter write them a review. <laughs> Let Sherry read it. She'll send it to me and then I'll be happy. <laughs> All right. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? 
Or do you have an area of expertise that you would like to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com and then listen each week to see if we share your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.